Welcome to the official unofficial podcast dedicated to Eastern Washington athletics. This is the Eagles Power Hour, an affiliate member of the Big Sky Podcast Network. Introducing your hosts, standing at a staggering 5 foot 10 inches tall. He's not a myth. He's not a legend. He's just that idiot who thinks it's a great idea to paint his chest in 10 degree weather for an Eastern Washington football game. Now, based out of Houston, Texas, Kyler Neal. The other host is a local firefighter. He saves kittens by day. Talks EWU sports by night. He is six foot two without heels and has a vertical of 32 inches. Based out of Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Yours and my favorite Eagles Power Hour host, Rusty Kramer. Without further ado, here it is the greatest podcast in the big sky, the Red Turf Repping Eagles Power Hour. All right, Eagles Nation. We are back with another episode. The title of this one, you know, Rusty calls it shenanigans. We're calling it bullshit. It's another episode that has no purpose, but we want to keep throwing out content for you, and we don't have anyone to interview today. So it's just myself, Kyler Neal, your host as always, plus Rusty Kramer, my buddy over there, my partner in crime on this podcast. Uh, Rusty, how you doing, man? Doing pretty good today. We keep it pretty low-key. I had quite the adventure yesterday. Uh, so well, yeah, let me tell you, let me tell a little quick, a little rusty story. So they, I live in a, like a little, dev- like HOA development type area neighborhood and they took off all the rims off the basketball hoops, like in the park. So you can't just go shoot hoops. So I like to go shoot some, some buckets every now and then take, uh, wanted to take my daughter out and go shoot some buckets, but we had no available hoop to shoot at. So decided, you know what? It's time to invest in a basketball hoop. It's I got an eight-year-old daughter, a three-year-old son. It, it's time. So gone on the interwebs. There was no basketball hoops anywhere near us. The closest one was like an hour away at Big Five oh. in North Spokane. So I, you know what? I was like, you know what? I'll call ahead to make sure that they have it. So I called ahead and like, yeah, we, we got one in stock. Uh, it's being shipped from another store right now because there's only one big five that's open in Spokane. So I'm like, all right, I'll probably just drive out there a little early uh, and I'll probably get there when it gets there. That was in my mind, my thought process. So I got there at like noon. I waited for four hours in their parking lot waiting for it to <laughs> waiting for the basketball Jeez. group to get there. Right. So bringing it home. Basketball hoops aren't as simple as you think they were to set up. It took me, me and my neighbor, two hours to set it up. Two hours. All day for a freaking basketball hoop. Did, wait, so I got a question. Is Big Five considered essential? Uh, apparently one in Spokane is considered essential, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Did you not just think about maybe using Amazon Prime like real Americans? But, but I wanted it now. <laughs> like, I'm a type of person, like, I want it now. I don't want to wait. However long it's five hours, take, yeah, five hours for it to get here. I want it like right now, which means driving. You'd like to wait yeah. five hours in parking lots. Uh, oh, I, they they were not impressed. I, I showed up the uh, to the store. I'm like, hey, uh, you know, it's Rusty. Uh, I called about the basketball hoop. He's like, yes, I told you I would call you when it's ready. <laughs> he was oh, not impressed. Awesome. No, I mean they gotta just be happy they're selling things now. I'm sure no one's going into big five or was it was it actually packed 
No, it wasn't too crazy. I mean, I, I got to see the, the customer flow for five hours and it was never Solid. too crazy. It's, it's, it's weird what things are like out of stock right now or like hard to get like webcams, uh, basketball hoops. Obviously, TP is ridiculous. Yeah, everyone's doing like TikTok videos, so they need their webcam. Um, you know, TikTok's blowing up right now. I don't I don't understand the app and I, I will I will refuse to understand it. Oh, I don't, I don't have it, but it's not just like on the app. Now you see the videos, they're everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, like everyone. I, I can't turn on my phone without seeing a damn TikTok video now. Uh, yeah, no, it, it's definitely everywhere, but I'm just, I'm not involved in myself in, into that <laughs> genre, that field of things. I already got enough on my hands. So with, right. Cor- hey, uh-huh. Oh, no, I was saying with quarantine and, you know, full effect. So what kind of things you got going on in your life? What's it, what's, what's the day like in quarantine for Kyler? Man, life in quarantine besides work, which, you know, my work life hasn't really changed too much besides I'm not traveling as much, you know, cause I travel for work. Uh, but a lot of times I work from home anyway. So working from home hasn't really changed, but <sighs> I'm drinking a lot more. I mean, <laughs> Maybe AA, that'll be our next local shout out um, because I may need it after this quarantine. No, um, drinking more, we're, we're going on like drives just to get out of the house with no purpose. Um, so we might go to Austin this week because um, I'm in Texas and it's only a couple hour drive. So we might just go to Austin, maybe get some Franklin's barbecue and then come back. Something stupid. But man, life in quarantine is pretty uneventful and I am not liking it. You know, we're using webcams for the first time so we could see each other. I'm doing my quarantine beard <laughs> and it is dirty. It is, it's not appealing. It's not attractive. Uh, my wife probably hates it, but that's keeping me busy. Had to buy beard oil, you know, to make it. So I, you know, didn't have beard dandruff all over the place. So that's, that's a life in Kyler during quarantine. What about you, man? See, I don't have like, I don't have to deal with, cause I was, being a firefighter, you can't have facial hair. Well, like a beard, you got like a mustache. Is that a but, fire hazard? Uh, well, you, it's, it has to do, you know, wearing a mask, having proper seal, you know. Yeah. And uh, okay. one, I mean, I don't grow facial hair great. It just, it just a must. I, I get a mustache, but I'm, it is creepy. If I have a mustache, it's just not good. So <laughs> I don't, you know, the whole beard oil, that's all foreign to me. I was in the military before this and I had to shave every single day. So I've never really had like an actual beard and, you know, uh, that going on. So that's all foreign to me. This what you see is kind of what I've had for the past <laughs> ever. Yeah. Um, dude, I, I started, I think like my first shave was in seventh grade. I was like, Oh, this is going to be fun. Didn't know what to do. Cut myself up. Um, and now I just learned to not shave anymore because you know, that's better than cutting yourself. <laughs> When uh, so when I was in boot camp, right, they take everything to the, like the extreme, and so they would have you go shave, and then you'd have to go up to the drill instructor, and they basically they would inspect your face to make sure you got all the hair, and like I didn't grow facial hair when I was like eighteen, I was you know baby smooth face, so I would you know do whatever shaving that I had on my face, and I'd go up to the drill instructor, he's like shave that baby fuzz right below your eye, I'm like. <laughs> Oh, what the hell is going on? I'm going to get out boot camp with hair growing like right underneath my eye sockets. You look like a freak. Dude, um, yeah, that's not a good look. Hey, what are you sipping on over there? 
Oh, this is uh, a grape soda. N- Listen here. This, this is a problem with the webcam. I'm about to mute. No, it's a Super 8 uh, Super Goza. It's like a it's, a it's a nice little spring summer drink by Dogfish Head. It's good. Okay. What do you got? I mean, uh, you can't really. I, I'm a big cerveza kind of beer style. So I like oh, my okay. lime and my salt. So I found this one. It's called Stone um, Buena Verde Salt and Lime Lager. Some, I don't know. It's from San Diego, but. It's pretty good, man. Yeah. I like anything. You know, when I go down to Mexico, we go every single year to Cancun because it's two hour flight. It's cheap. Um, but man, I load up on my on my Dos Equis and my margaritas and that's all I drink. So this is a good change of pace. I like it. It's it's not bad. Yeah, I uh, got some hate after our last uh, bullshit episode with the whole Red Bull, the Red Bull? RBV. So I, yeah, my... I think I had some, you know, uh, uh uh, I have to change my ways a little bit. It's time to grow up. Put my big boy pants my, on. My, bu- <laughs> my buddy, um, you know, he texts me when he's listening. He's like, wow, dude, this whole episode, you're just clowning on Rusty. You know, you're talking about his wife forgetting <laughs> his birthday, how an old, you know, a 32-year-old shouldn't be drinking Red Bull vodkas. He's like, wow, you're just kind of a dick, man. <laughs> hey, listen, facts are facts. You know, life's not fair. Sometimes you just got to give a reality check to somebody. So facts that was my reality facts. check, so... I love it, man. Hey, so everyone else is in quarantine like us. We need to give some recommendations on how people cannot be bored besides listening to our show. So, you know, what are some of the shows you're watching right now? Let's talk about shows. Everyone's binge watching shit. Let's talk about some shows and then maybe some other lifestyle type recommendations that, you know, the Eagles Power Hour listeners can listen to us and go, hey, they make smart life decisions. We should do that thing. Well, I mean, so... I'll start with the obvious one, you know, Tiger King. I mean, that obviously blew up on Netflix. Have you seen that? So I actually watched it before it blew up. I watched it day one. My wife loves murder shows. And in the subtitles, it's like, this guy loves tigers and he loves murdering or something like that, you know. So we were like, oh, we'll watch this day one. And then a week later, it blew up. Yeah. I mean, you live in, I mean, tigers are huge in Texas too, aren't they? Like exotic Yeah, so actually- all exotic animals. I can drive maybe an hour away. Um, forget if it's on the way to Dallas or San Antonio, but right off the side of the road, there's a massive, a massive exotic animal. Like um, I don't even want to call it a farm or a zoo because they're all free roaming. There's no, there's no, I guess cages that I can see. But there's zebras everywhere. There's giraffes. They have like elephants. It's pretty crazy that Texas, I think, has more tigers than anywhere else in the world. Yeah, that's what they're. Yeah, there's threw out some statistic like that. That was crazy. That's mind-boggling. Yeah, and if you are a hunter, anyone I know, you know, Eastern Washington has a lot of hunters. Come to Texas, and you can shoot whatever the hell you want. I'm pretty sure gorillas. Who cares? They probably got them. I don't know. <laughs> but the Eagle Power Hour is not endorsed shooting exotic animals in Texas. Oh. I'll say that. Hey, well, I'll say another show that me and my wife is moving right along. <laughs> no, no endangered animals on this show? All right, is Peter uh, going to come track us down? Uh, so my wife and I, listen, I'm a big Survivor fan. I've always been a big Survivor fan. That's a, you know. I love Survivor. Oh, oh, dude. We've been watching that. The War Against War. What is it? War can't remember the title of this one, but it's really good, man. I, it's a game about, you know, trust, deception, just guys, you know, and gals playing at uh, just trying to, you know, defeat each other, not only physically, but mentally as well. I enjoy it. 
Yeah, my my wife gives me a lot of crap for it too because she hates Survivor. Uh, but I have watched Survivor for the longest time. I don't know why I enjoy it. Um, it's that and Amazing Race. I love Amazing Race too. It's like those competition ones. I'm just a fan. You know, if there's no sports, I can at least take that. That's some type of competition. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I it just I don't know what it is about it. I get sucked into it. And I, it's just, it's like a, it is like a sporting event because I there's people I'm just rooting against. I just want them to fail at every little task that gets presented to them. And there's other people that you just yeah. cheer for. But yeah, I, I uh, we enjoy Survivor at the Kramer household. Is there any other shows that's kind of like a guilty pleasure for you guys? Man, so we do a lot of binge watching, even without quarantine. You know, it's our passion in life. Uh, but we just finished Ozarks. Um, you oh, know, that yeah. season just oh, came yeah. out, and we've been waiting for a long time to, you know, have that season. And then we were watching The Outsiders. Um, eh, I, I don't know if I'd fully recommend it. It wasn't bad if you have nothing else to watch. Um, but it's an HBO, Stephen King-ish type show. It's supposed to be scary. It really wasn't. Um, but yeah, I mean out of recent things outside of tiger king which is just ridiculous and if you haven't watched it just watch it because of how weird oklahoma is um i don't think we have one listener from oklahoma and i'm i'm pretty sure i can make the assumption that everyone from oklahoma looks like the tiger king um, we got we got listeners in germany but i don't think oklahoma yet we we got we got international listeners in australia and germany but no oklahoma so um, you know what? I'll rag on Oklahoma, but yeah, man, Ozarks, Ozark is such a badass show. And, um, the ending of this last season, you know, it gave me one of those mouth drops. I don't know if you've seen it, uh, but the very last scene, I'm like, Oh, and now I want season four out and that's not going to come out for probably another three years because F my life. Yeah, we, I started on the last season. I haven't finished it yet, but that's kind of where I, it's a good show. I mean, it's, uh, it, yeah, it's a good show. I like shows that it takes you on like an unexpected journey. And I tell you what, yeah. like going back to Tiger King, like you're going to start that <laughs> documentary and you have no idea what the hell is in store for you. It is quite the experience. Yeah, I mean, I learned some people will do anything for a substance <laughs> and we will leave it at that, guys. Ugh. We're still a little family friendly, so, you know, we'll... We'll leave it at that. We won't explain what the substance is and what they're willing to do for it, but they're willing to do it. Oh yeah, they're they're willing to go all the way. <laughs> uh, so with that being said, I mean sport. I mean even with this whole COVID nineteen thing going on, I mean sports really doesn't stop. Even though we're not having sporting events, but I mean there's been news that came out recently that Percy Harvin's looking about trying to make a comeback to the league. Did you see that? I actually didn't see that. Um, it. I mean. It was weird. So I, I know he's a locker room headache, it seems like. I mean, when he was on the Seahawks, that seemed to be the root of the cause. He's like, I want to I want to catch the ball more, and you guys aren't throwing it my way, and everything was drama, drama, drama. But when he left, it's not like his athleticism was slowing down. It's not like, you know, he wasn't a great athlete or could have been a top-tier NFL player. He was still one of the most dynamic players on the field, um, even in his last year of playing in the NFL. So it's not surprising. Maybe he's cleaned up some of his attitude. Maybe he's cleaned up some of his drama. And if he has, I mean, I think he could still be a force depending on the team. Yeah. I think finding the right map. So if he does decide to make a comeback, I mean, he's obviously an athlete. I mean, he's about to turn 32 in May. He's said he was weighing about 185, right? 
185 pounds right now. And I guess he's training with like a former Olympian, like sprinter or something like that. But his biggest deal was what was going on between his, between his ears and his, you know, his off field shenanigans and in the locker room and stuff like that. Because when he was on the field, man, he was an absolute threat. I mean, he showed it uh, in the Super Bowl with, uh, you know, Seattle. I mean, took back a kick return to the house. I mean, the guy was an absolute freak when it comes to athletics, but off field shenanigans. I mean, that's the, that's the biggest thing kind of set him back, but maybe it took him a couple of years to mature to kind of figure out really what he wanted in life. I know he's got kids in his life now and uh, who knows, but if he went to any team, I would just assume it's probably going to be the Browns. I mean, I'm just going to go and assume that. (laughs) I mean, yeah, it's going to, yeah. I mean, Man, the Browns, they already have enough trauma and headache. That'd be that'd be nuts. Um, yeah, I don't know who's going to take him, but like you said, you know, he's one of those players that can score anywhere. It doesn't matter where you're out in the field, what type of play it is. You know, you can use him as a running back, a wide receiver, as a kick returner. He's, he's a dynamic player, and he's one of the most dynamic players I've seen this decade. You know, it was like Devin Hester. Um, of course, him, he was, he was like the pinnacle um, for, you know, the earlier part of the trying to think 2010s, late two thousands, you know, when he was playing. Um, but after that, I mean, Percy Harvin, he was, he was like the next best after the Devin Hester. Um, so it'll be interesting. I mean, I can't, can't not root for the guy, you know, um, if he gets his, his mental issues or I don't want to call them mental issues. Cause that's not what it is. It seemed like it was more drama and um, he was, he was more of a diva. Uh, and I don't mind saying that cause he's not going to listen. Um, but yeah, he was more of a diva than anything. And if he decides to be a team player, um, I think he's an asset for a lot of teams still. So it'll be fun to see him play, man. I, I like watching him play. So that's good news, I guess. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, if he's returning, like, uh, I mean like 90%, 80% what he was, I, I, he's still a threat. Like you said, you could put him anywhere on the field, uh, anywhere as a running back. I mean, as a wide receiver and anytime he's on the field, you have to account for him. Again, I think what last time they played in the league was, and he retired in 2016 with the uh, the Bills, I believe. And so it's been a couple of years. Uh, it would be interesting to see what comes from that. He obviously looks like and he's in phys- good physical shape, but who yeah. knows what that looks like when it gets on the field. You know, it's a two different well, things. And what an awful team to play for. Not not the Bills are bad, but his style and his his speed, his his ability to cut, most of the year you're in frost or snow in Buffalo. So, so like if you're trying to use him to his full advantage, you can use him in September in Buffalo, then on the road. That's about it. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm excited. I mean, I'm just excited for anyone coming back to play football right now. Uh, but yeah, Percy Harvin, I think that's it's it's exciting news because he is dynamic. I'll give him that. It'd be awesome if, you know, Antonio Brown can clear up some of his issues because, again, he's another dynamic player one of the most talented players I've seen, but he he's got way more issues than Percy Harvin. So if a team can deal with an Antonio Brown, um, Percy Harvin could probably join quite a bit of teams. Yeah, that's yeah. I mean, I agree. I I think he'll find a spot. He'll obviously get an opportunity to try out for a couple of teams. I mean, I'm sure once teams saw that he was interested in coming back, uh, teams are going to investigate that and see what what he's able to do on the field so it should be interesting hey so so i got something before we dive into our next little question it's, it's nfl related um how do you feel about do you watch hard knocks i do i like hard knocks dude i love hard knocks how do you feel about them going back to la 
to do a series on the Rams again, which they already did a couple years ago. Um, you know, Cooper Cup was on it a couple years ago. He'll be on it again. But it's the Rams and the Chargers on one show. Um, it's I love the idea, and I, I love it, you know, because they're going back to the Rams, and we have, you know, three, four Eastern Washington players on the Rams, which is pretty cool. So one of them will 100% get some get some film time. Cooper Cup, he's one of the more popular players on the team, especially now since they don't have Gurley and, um, you know, some other stud wide receivers. So it will be fun to see some Eastern Washington alumni on the show again with even a, a bigger, um, I guess, footprint on the show. I don't know, but it'll be interesting to see two different teams and I don't know how they're going to do it, but I'm excited. What, what's your thoughts on, you know, the new hard knocks and the new style and coming back to the Rams? Yeah, I I do like this. I just wish there was more, you know, product. Like, if you're giving me two teams, give me, you know, double the amount of time. Like, give me two hours. That's what I want. And I thought the same thing when I was yeah. watching, you know, The Last Dance, uh, this MJ documentary, which we'll talk about that. But just, you know, I, I think it's a cool idea. And I think it obviously helps promote the Chargers and the Rams because obviously throughout the season, I mean, looking at their state, well, the Chargers stadium, it was, uh, or the Charger home games, it was pretty pathetic. Yeah, it was like Frisco, but Frisco is awesome for our level of play. Um, Frisco is not awesome for an NFL team. True, true. Yeah, I, I mean, what what are some teams you would love to see on Hard Knocks? Because um, uh, there's some there's some teams that have some characters on it that would just be hilarious. Um, and I'm trying to think on who. I mean, dude, the Bucks right now would be fun uh, because the whole Teams changing. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but man, I think Seattle would actually be fun. I really would love to see the Raiders, not this last season, but the Raiders when they moved to Vegas. Do you know how much trouble some of those guys would have gotten? They don't go to Napa Valley for drinking wineries with the family. They're going to the MGM. They're going to um, the Club Tau, and they're <laughs> they're having a good time on this trip. That would have been way more fun. I think that's actually a cool, like a good like season right there with the Raiders in Vegas. And it's like, I went to Vegas uh, this past fall and that stadium is like right by the strip. It is nuts. Yeah. It's, it's right behind the T-Mobile arena, um, which is, is a pretty cool arena too. But yeah, it's right behind. Um, gosh, what's the, what's the hotel right there? Uh, the new New York, New York, basically, yeah, you know, yeah, right yeah, around yeah. there. Yep. Uh, yeah. I mean, you could do like the real world of the NFL in Vegas with, with the Raiders. Like it would just be drama. It would be a, it'd be a good show. And I would, I would tune in, but instead we got the Raiders when they were in Napa Valley, sipping on seltzer water. What's that drink you're drinking again? Is it? It's a, it's I'm, a gosa. I'm, I'm Goze. Goza. It's delicious. <laughs> it tastes so good. I'm joking, man. But yeah, I mean, I think Seattle has some characters with Pete Carroll. That could be fun fun one to watch. Um, it would be fun to see some of the up and coming teams that have like young players, like even Houston for one, you know, they have some studs that are young. That'd be a good one to watch. They have a lot of, you know, characters, but we'll see. I'm, yeah. I'm not mad about getting the, the Rams again. No, I, I think uh, I mean, any season, like even when they had the the dolphins, um, what with when chat Ocho Cinco was there, right? It was still, yeah. I mean, it was good. It was, I enjoy it. I just enjoy watching hard knocks. It's cool getting in that kind of behind the scenes looks uh, as the season's getting closer because everyone's just hungry for football. I mean, it's just right around the corner and the hard knocks is, you know, just feeding you 
some some um some, you know some content and it's just it's fun to watch man it is yeah i mean amazon prime they have their own show of that um but what i don't like about them is it comes out the year after the season so like you know the outcome of how these players are going to react um like it was on the carolina panthers when the carolina panthers kind of sucked so we're like cool we already knew that they aren't going to be good um so why tune into the show it was a good show still but man if, if they did it more like a live feature like hard knocks it's out a week after it records which is pretty or a couple of weeks it's pretty cool well and on youtube they're they're having like a documentary that was going on it's called building the browns 2020 and uh no. that's kind of going on right now and i'm not really sure yeah they're still updating episodes they had this posted one three days ago and this is actually from like the cleveland browns um youtube page or whatnot so they're about 20 minute episodes i mean it's pretty fun and entertaining to watch so no i'll have to check that out um the browns are one of those teams where you're like you can't hate them because they they've been the laughing stock of you know they're the northern colorado of the big sky um that's that's how i'll describe it (laughs) fair i you know it's just like they just never i don't get surprised by browns anymore it's just no matter how no. much talent you put on that team, you just know what's going to happen. It's just it's just going to happen. They're just going to lose, or they're going to get their hopes up, and it's going to get smashed. They'll win one game, everyone puts them as a Super Bowl favorite, and then they'll lose oh, the next five. Yeah, it happens yeah. every year. I enjoy that. So, I mean, talking about the Browns, uh, have you seen <laughs> what? So, what would you consider like the worst uniforms uh, in the NFL and college? Do you have any teams that kind of in the NFL and college? Yeah. Do you have one for like NFL Ooh. and college? Like, cause I could tell you like yeah. for, for me, like NFL wise, it's Pittsburgh's like their B whatever hell. That's yeah. Only 100%. Can, yeah. That, that Jersey uh, Denver has like a mustard Brown and like chocolate. Yeah. Ugly. Oh, it's absolutely disgusting. And then uh, for college, I have, Colorado State. They have an absolute I don't like their colors. They have like this gold and green uh like jersey. I just I just think it's really disgusting. They got a beautiful new stadium though. I haven't seen that. Have you seen it? No. Looks pretty good. You know, Google it while I talk about my shitty college um jerseys. So so um for one, yeah, NFL, the ugliest jersey of all time is that Steelers one that you mentioned. We, when you asked that, that's the first one that popped in my head. I absolutely hate that jailhouse B, whatever you want to call it. Um, but you know, one I really dislike too, and it bums me out because it's from my NFL team that I love to root for the Packers. Um, as you can see with my beer koozie right now, I hate their throwbacks, man. Yeah, Those throwbacks blue, are bad. brown. So when we went to Lambeau, because we went to Lambeau, my wife and I in college when we were dating, they were wearing those jerseys. I was like, oh, you got to be shitting me. You know, the one, only one time we're in Lambo, which it was still the best t- day ever of my life. But they were wearing those. And I think outside of the Steelers ones, those are those are bottom two. Um, for college, man, there's a lot of cool college jerseys. There's a lot of ugly ones. I'm just going to stick to the one of the ones that I absolutely despise. It's the throwback of Montana's those orange ones <laughs> like Montana fans love them. And I, I like their maroon. I think their maroon looks good. Um, but man, those, those orange jerseys are just disgusting. So it's, that's, it's, that's like the only, co- it, yeah, it's huh? the color of the orange too. It's just absolutely gross. 
it, it's, it's just it's, yeah it's i'd be i'd be upset if i was wearing those you know as a player i'd be like oh you know it's i guess it's not always about what you're wearing but that day it'd be about what i'm wearing and i would not be liking it <laughs> It's the way I look at it. It's like, if you look good, you know, you're going to feel good. You're probably going to play good. So, yeah. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I guess those are the ones I would say. I do. I do want to, you know, dive into the Twitter sphere real quick. We asked to do questions and we haven't gotten any right now because, you know, it was live. It's whoever's online right now. But our buddies over here on the NAU podcast, um, I think it's NAU and Big Sports Podcast, um, they had a question and it was, it was a poll on, and it was who's most likely to win the big sky. It was, you know, the four teams they put on there was NAU, Montana, Weber state and Eastern Washington. And I gotta say, man, I tore him a new one and said, why are you putting NAU on the list? Um, and I get it's an NAU big sky, you know, poll, but I was like, why are you putting NAU on the list? You had three wins last year. You lost the best quarterback you've ever had. Um, you're, you have the worst defense I've ever seen in my life. And then you leave out teams like Sac State, who, you know, they returned 18 starters, their 50-year-old quarterback, all of their coaches. I was like, man, you, you're going to put NAU in the top four, and you're going to leave out a team like Sac State or Montana State, um, you know, a semifinal team, two teams ranked in the top 10. Uh, so, I, I mean, this is... This is kind of more of a venting session. It's Kyler, Kyler and Rusty, <laughs> Kyler and Rusty therapy time, if you will. But I had to just dive into that bias, and you know, the guy who runs that podcast, he's a good dude. He's a, he's a he's a nice guy, but I had to tear him a new one and say, "Sorry, man, NAU most likely to lose." So then he did another another pull like five minutes later, and was like, "Out of these four teams, which which <laughs> which are the teams that are most likely to get less than four wins?" He didn't include NAU, so I wrote on it below. I was like, "Yeah, NAU's top." top four most likely to have four wins <laughs> that's all i got that's that's uh that's a smart way to do uh your your uh your your polls or whatnot you know what's funny is Nor- uh northern arizona got 24 percent of the votes eastern washington got 26 percent of the votes weber state 15 percent and montana 35 percent so if i was going to make this you can only put so many teams in the poll i will say that so I believe yeah. you can only put four teams at, at a minimum. I mean, you got to put Sacramento State. You got to put, put the four teams that made the playoffs. Exactly right. It's it's pretty easy decision. I mean, even if you, if there was some big like changes like at the quarterback position or uh, at the coach, then you could make you know some minor changes, maybe not including a team, but Northern or, Arizona or include like an Eastern team that has been so dominant the decade. You're like one year off that's that's what it could be it could just be one year off they could be back so you know i didn't mind him putting there in but like when i listed my teams you know the most most chance i put sac state up there number one um they have the easiest schedule under the big that i've ever seen the easiest conference schedule i think i've ever seen in the big sky uh they avoid everyone and they bring back almost everyone all of their playmakers all of their coaching staff so yeah i was like man how are you gonna leave probably the team that has the best chance and bring in an NAU team who has three wins on the year. So what are you smoking? It, well, speaking of what are you smoking? I saw like a oh, way, way too early, <laughs> uh, way too early power ranking poll for the FCS. And I saw Idaho I saw state. I, what they're like number 19 or something like that. 
I mean, yeah, they so they put Eastern like 18 and Idaho State 19, and I, I respectfully yeah, disagree. <laughs> yes, there there was like, I I did a deep dive analysis, and I was like, here's six teams from this poll I would never even consider, and yeah, Idaho State they were awful, and they don't return anyone impressive. Um, yeah, I think they had like three wins on last year, and a couple of the wins were to really bad teams. They are not good into anyone. I don't care if you have 1% knowledge of the FCS. No one would put Idaho State in their pool for the top 25 to start next year. I don't understand it. Um, they haven't been in a top 25 team since they pretty much won a national championship in, what, the 70s or 80s? I think it was the 80s, something like that. It was, it was a long time ago. Um, but yeah, man, it, that was, that was an awful poll. And I'll say it that that poll stunk. There's a reason why you're not a voter guy. And if you are a voter, <laughs> there's a reason why we need to change the votes. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't even know when was the last time that Idaho state, you know, actually had a winning record going into a seat. It's been a long time, a long, long time. Uh, a couple, and no, just not- a couple years ago, they were, they were about one win away from being a potential playoff bubble team. Um, Maybe they ended, I think they ended six and five or something like that. Um, and it one a couple of those losses, they had like two FBS losses. I think it was Idaho State 2018. And well, even going into this season, I wouldn't consider Idaho State like a sleeper at all. No. But yeah, just two years ago, they had their, their winning record for the first time in like ever. They went six and five, five and three in the big sky, but they didn't play That's right. some of the best teams. Um, but I mean, they had a tough schedule. They played Cal. They played um, Liberty, who I think Eastern in 2018 would have smoked Liberty. But, you know, there's two losses. If they scheduled FCS teams, because they weren't bad that year, they probably could have won and made a playoff run. I mean, maybe went to the playoffs. I don't know about a playoff run. But maybe maybe they could get one win if they played like a San Diego. Yeah, that's, that's right. I, I did forget about that. Yeah, you're so- welcome. Thanks. I appreciate that. <laughs> so I, what, so let's just, let's just kind of, let's switch gears a little bit, like a big shift of gear. So what sports did you used to play? Just kind of give our, you know, listeners kind of an insight to Kyler and Rusty in their athletic abilities or lack thereof. What sports did you play in mm. high school? Or is there any like sports that you're doing? Like is a, you know, rec league or anything that you're doing now? Um, No rec league, but you know, maybe you can help me decide one of my next purchases I want to do. So I'll, I'll, we'll table that because it's going to be fun. Um, but in sports, I, I quit playing sports freshman year of high school or junior high where we were because my parents gave me the ultimatum. They said, do you want to play sports or do you want a car? I wanted a car. They said, then you need to work. And I started working 30, 40 hours a week, through pretty much most of high school. You know, 16, it was 20, but it was on after school, you know, four hours. Um, pretty much. So that kind of canceled out any type of practices I want to do. But at the same time, I was small in high school. So that was probably the better option. You know, I was 130 pounds. I probably would have got lit up if I tried to play football um, in high school. Um, I was more of a, a PE hero, if you will. You know, I was number one to two in my PE class every single year on any sport. But then when I went to the actual athletic guys who played that sport, then I, I get pushed down the bottom of the barrel, but I'm, <laughs> I was a pretty athletic kid on multiple things, but I wasn't great at anything. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, growing up, I played um, football, did baseball, ran track, 
Um, and like we had that track conversation last week where they pushed me on the high jump and that was <laughs> no bueno, <laughs> but I, I was a 400 runner. I would say if any sport, you know, if I had to say which, what was my strongest sport, it, it was track, you know, I, I was able to run the 400, um, pretty well, um, pretty much finished every single meet, you know, top two until I went to regionals and state. And then, then like, like PE hero. <laughs> then you start going down the list when you're going against all the top tier guys. Um, but yeah, what about you, man? I know you played basketball. My yeah, guess. I, yeah, I played a good amount of basketball up until high school. Uh, I played a little bit of football in high school, some wrestling track. I uh, played a lot of soccer. Baseball was something I just not, never got into. It was just one. I mean, we've talked about it in previous podcasts. My wife made fun of me for my throwing motion. <laughs> Tom Cruise like, which I disagree with. I think I, my form is, you know, perfectly fine. And then also I feel like the ball was like a magnet for my body when I was the batter. It's just, it wasn't really a fun experience in my life. And now uh, I play every now and then, you know, I'll pick, play a couple of games for our uh, department's hockey team or a couple of guys that play mm-hmm. hockey um, that I work with. Is and, it ice or yeah, ice hockey? Yeah. Oh, I will so. say this straight up. I'm a, a terrible skater. I'm absolutely garbage. I I could go and I could go fast. I'm aggressive, but stopping is not in my vocabulary. Uh, So I spend a lot of time like eating, like no one needs to touch me. I'm going to go down by myself. I'm going to crash into a wall. I'm going to look like absolute garbage. It is going to hurt a lot. So yeah, um, man, I loved hockey, but I, I'm not a strong skater. Um, So I never really got into it and we didn't have, you know, that, that would have been expensive. I guess, you know, I, I played the cheap sports that you could, you know, it was like 70 bucks a season. <laughs> that, that was my budget. But yeah, for, for baseball specifically. So I had to get into baseball cause my dad, he was a huge baseball fan. He had a baseball card shop when I was growing up. Um, you know, he was the guru. You can ask him probably anything post or before the year 2000. Cause he doesn't really follow baseball anymore. He switched to college basketball and now it's, you know, Gonzaga, everything, but, and football, he's, he's becoming a more, football fan but you could ask him like hey who played in the world series in 1972 and who was the starting second baseman he'll pop out he'll be like oh yeah this and then he'll he'll start mentioning the plays that they did in that game that you know could have won or lost the world series and so growing up i had to play baseball and um but it was just you know i I was not as good as my dad was um he got he got a tryout for the white Sox. oh um yeah, so he was he was a stud. Um, you know, he came from a small town, so he's a he's a stud for his town. Um, you know, but he didn't get to make it to the next level. Of course, it's tough. Um, but yeah, man. Overall, though, football was the most fun sport to play. But I was most successful in track. Track the four hundred meter, huh? So uh, yeah, I would run the two hundred, the four hundred, eight hundred, and then the high jump. <laughs> oh, yeah, eight hundred. So. 800 meter it was just, is yeah that's not a fun event i mean especially that's like that's still like a sprint that's just absolutely terrible well so the 400 is still a sprint so like every from everyone i've talked to it's like they said the 400 is their least favorite event you know that they had to run in and that was my favorite event um because i'm not the fastest guy um when it comes to starts like the 100 i would get smoked every time um but then i didn't also have the best endurance so the mile i would get smoked but I was good enough at both of those together to where the 400 made perfect sense. And I was like, I can sprint, but again, I'm not racing against real sprinters. 
and I have enough endurance, but I'm not racing against mile people's endurance. So it, it worked out pretty well. Um, that's where I shined. Um, but again, it was, it was only till you know, freshman year. And then I had to get a job, which is unfortunate. Yeah. That's see, I'm, I'm, I'm not like speed wise. I'm not fast. Like endurance. Like I have a pretty good, like I run ultras as well. Like I do like a hundred mile, I did a hundred mile race last August in Moab, uh, out in Utah. Uh, I mean, that's, that's about it. That's man. stupid. Yeah. That's that's <laughs> 37 hours, zero sleep, just moving under feet. It was not a fun, I mean, it was a fun experience, but uh, do you listen to like, you listen to Joe Rogan quite a bit. Yeah. Love, love Joe Rogan. You, do, did you ever listen to Courtney DeWalter when uh, she came on his podcast? If you have it, man, that's, I, I'll send that to you. Okay. And if for any listeners out there, if you're like, uh, you know, just want to listen to something about like, just kind of pushing your mind and pushing your body to like, kind of like the next level. And man, listen to that podcast. It's Courtney DeWalter. She's uh she's an ultra runner. Uh, it's just an amazing podcast. Um, but yeah. Uh, so I, I, I probably saw out. the the word ultra runner and skipped it um, because <laughs> it would make me feel because it, it'd make me feel bad about myself because of how in shape I used to be compared to what I what I am now. I'm like, oh, man, this person. But no, um, shoot, I watched the fittest in Dubai today, you know, so I'll still watch. It, it was a CrossFit, which I don't do CrossFit, but it was a CrossFit show. And, you know, some of those athletes are pretty impressive. So let, let's take my my thing where I said, let's table it off. Let's bring it back to the forefront. So you, you were like, Hey, what sports do you kind of play now? You know, I'm a, I'm a pretty bad golfer, but I enjoy it. Right. Um, but I would say I'm better than the average golfer because you know, it's only like 10% of people that can shoot a 90. I can do it every now and then. So I'm not awful. Um, most of the time it's in the hundreds though, but there's a couple of times where I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm nice. So I get, you know, quarterly bonuses for my work and I'm trying to figure out what I want to purchase. So, oh, you, you know, we, we could do a Traeger grill, which, you know, I love smoking food and I have the shittiest smoker to where it's like every 20 minutes I have to open it up, which loses all the smoke, refill it. I want something that's easy. You just put the pellets in and make it easy, you know, and it, it can smoke for 12 hours. Or do I go completely? Well, so there's three options. Do I save some of the money and put it into, we have a 1979 Ford F-150. It's like a old old junker right now but we want to fix it up to be pretty sweet because it's a texas truck if you've ever seen one and now we live in texas so it's, it's perfect um and it'd be good for hunting it'd be good for camping going to the beach you know it's, it's a great truck so either we can fix that up because it, it runs but it's not it's not appealing but we can make it pretty sweet and i can i can send you pictures right now what it could look like or do i just say screw it and go purchase a golf simulator for my love of golf. Oh, a golf simulator. That's, yeah, that's pretty sweet. See, like the, the way I look, like uh, when it comes to like restoring things, it's like writing for me, like in my, in my brain, like it just, the words just flow beautifully and it's just going to look so good on paper. But when my hand touches that pen, it goes, the paper just looks like absolute crap. So unless you're good at restoring things like, you know, a truck, I mean, that would be pretty sweet, but a golf simulator, man, that's, that's pretty sweet. What's like the golf scene down there in uh, Houston? Um, there, there's quite a bit of golf, you know, um, courses. I got probably 10 within a 10 minute drive from where I'm at, but it's nothing like when I lived in Arizona you know, there's every stop there's, um, there's a golf, uh, there's some type of golf course, but I just sent you pictures of our truck. So the yellow crappy one, that's our truck we have right now, but like 
those other pictures, that's what it could turn into. Oh yeah. There's a lot of potential in this. A lot of potential. It's, it's a cool truck body and style to where I'm like, man, it runs well. It's got everything we need to. Um, now we just need to make it look good. And I'm like, whew, it could look a lot better than what it does. But at the same time, I do like golfing and I do like golfing in my garage and I can set up a whole simulator golf pebble beach whenever I want and not get laughed at from the people behind <laughs> me saying you should not be on pebble beach. That would be, yeah, that'd be pretty sweet. That, those things are pretty crazy now. Like I went to a golf simulator. Uh, putting is the weirdest thing to me. Uh, if you've ever done yeah. like a golf simulator, putting is the only thing that's just kind of a little, you have to get used to it. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, but so this one, I'm looking at the Opti shot. I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's it's like online too. So my buddy has an Opti shot and he's up in Puyallup, Washington. So I can play with him. We can golf courses together on our own golf simulator. And I'm like, man, that's, that's pretty sweet. But yeah, I don't know. I, I need I need some help on my purpose, on my what I'm going to spend it on. Do I save a little <laughs> bit for the truck? Do I buy a smoker? Because, dude, I love I love me some smoked salmon. Um, or do I just go fuck it and get a golf simulator? Yeah. Well, one, you get like immediate satisfaction from, right? (laughs) One, you have to work. Well, no, two, you get immediate satisfaction with the Traeger and the golf simulator and restoring the truck. I mean, that just takes time. So I don't know, man, that's, that's a tough one. Uh, but I mean, that, that truck you got, they showed me, it's got a lot of potential. So it does, man. Yeah. I would say, um, in terms of what I would use the most, the Traeger, I would use that the most because I just like cooking and I barbecue a lot anyway. Then probably the golf simulator and then the truck because we already have, you know, we already have our Land Rover. We already have our, you know, our Ford car. Um, but that truck I could use and it would be pretty nice. So, yeah, we'll have to see. Maybe maybe we'll do an update in a couple of weeks here. On there we go. What did Kyler decide to buy? And go. it's probably going to be like, a whole bunch of beer. Something way uh, out in left field. Yeah. All of those <laughs> options are done. Kyler just bought a couple thousand dollars of beer. <laughs> Victory. Victory. All right, man. Um, yeah, let's let's go back to... I know um, you put kind of an agenda of a couple topics that... You know, current topics that we wanted to dive into. What, what's kind of next on our list, man? Well, well, recently, you know, Tom Brady obviously went to Tampa, right? And... Yesterday, I believe it came out that Gronk is now on his way to Tampa. The retired Gronkowski is going to Tampa Bay. What's your uh, what's your thoughts on that? I mean, Tampa Bay, they got Gronk and a seventh round pick for a fourth rounder. That's just mind boggling to me that they were willing to give them Gronkowski because they know he's going to stay retired and a seventh rounder for a fourth rounder. Yeah, so that's the thing. Do we think Gronk's going to stay retired? Or do you think, you know, Tom Brady is peer pressured in? Tom Brady's like, I have one last year or maybe two years max. Um, Gronk, I think you can give me one to two years max. And with the the level of talent they have on this Bucks team, it's unreal who they have for wide receivers and who they have for tight ends. Gronk, I mean, he's an amazing tight end, but they already had a good tight end. So now you put Gronk on there, who's a freak of nature. You already have um, Godwin. You already have, I mean, Evans. That team is absolutely stacked on the offensive side. So can can Tom Brady be like, hey, man, come out of retirement. I know you were already hinting that you missed football last year. 
come out. Let's let's try it. Let's try and win a title. Like, do you actually think Gronk will stay retired, or is he possibly going to jump in the NFL in the deep end and, and go for it? Oh no, he he's he's coming to Tampa Bay. It's it's a hundred percent. So yeah, I mean that's obviously why like the Patriots made that trade because they know that he wasn't going to come back to the Patriots and following, you know, uh, Tom Brady to Tampa Bay. And just like you said, looking at the roster, you know, um, Evans, Chris Godwin, even on the defensive side, you got Sue. I mean, he's getting up there in age, but man, he's still just a, uh, still a a force. Yeah. He's still a beast, man. A force you have to, you know, deal with. So, uh, it'll be interesting to see with like how much Tampa improves this coming season and then how much the Pats, you know, kind of regress, do you see the Patriots being a playoff team or even a 500 team? You know what? Surprisingly, I still do. And and it's because I believe in Belichick's system. And we saw Tom Brady last year. This is not the same Tom Brady that we've seen in years past. I, w- I don't even think even when Tom Brady... Now, all right, let me, let me backtrack this a little bit because people are going to get offended. I think Tom Brady is the GOAT, but he is not... In, even in his best years, when he was not throwing to Moss for one season, he was never the best quarterback in the league. He wasn't the most talented. He didn't have the best arm. Um, you know, there was never a play that I've seen Tom Brady make where I go, oh man, only Tom Brady could make this play. He was making plays every single quarterback in the NFL could make. But he was smart. He was smart with his decisions. And that that's what separates him. So when I look at the Patriots offense and the Patriots scheme, I really do think under Bill Belichick's scheme, he makes things simple. He doesn't he doesn't make the quarterback position tough to where you're winning games because of the quarterback. You know, we've seen it in what five of Tom Brady's Super Bowls. Tom Brady did not win the Super Bowl. It was the team that won it around him. Um, you know, he's actually had some of his worst games in the Super Bowl. So now we go to the Patriots and we don't know who's gonna be the quarterback yet. But my guess is his system is gonna be sufficient enough to where you can make a quarterback look really, really good. Jimmy Garoppolo never played. I mean, now now you're looking at Jimmy and he looks like an absolute stud. He's a, I mean, he's an all-around talent. He's huge. He's got a good arm. But he dominated when he was on the Patriots for when Tom Brady was suspended. You know, they they looked like they did not skip a beat. Now I don't think they have anyone on their um anyone on the roster as talented as Jimmy Garoppolo is. But at the same time, you can make one of their quarterbacks who's maybe not as good look decent enough. And a quarterback that can throw 5 to 10 yards under Bill Belichick's scheme and can throw 5 to 10 yards consistently, I think you're still going to be pretty good. You're not a Super Bowl contending team. But in your division, which I think is the weakest division of all of sports, you probably still have a pretty good chance to win your division. Yeah, there's definitely a couple points I agree, and then some I a strong disagree with Jarrett Jarrett, Jarrett Stidman, Jarrett Stidham and Brian Hoyer. That's who's going to be your quarterback. Just those two names. I mean, you have to have a quarterback and obviously Tom Brady had his arm is, you know, on the back nine on the golf course. He's Uh, he's throwing like I am right now. I'll just but say I that. think his, uh, <laughs> I agree. I think his, that, that separates him between, you know, him and that kind of levels the playing field with him and other quarterbacks is his things that he's doing before the ball gets snapped. The the adjustments he's making uh, and keeping yeah. things simple, like you said, I agree with you hundred percent. Bill Belichick, I mean, he's, he's the best quarterback. Or I'm sorry. The best coach in the league. Look at that defensive, you know, roster. They had the top defense last year. And it's just absolutely yeah. incredible what Tom Brady and Bill Belichick has been able to do year after year after year. 
That being said, uh, you need a quarterback. If, if he can't throw the ball, he's able to make those adjustments to give him the best advantage. So, But you're right. They have the Bills, the Jets, and the Dolphins that they're facing. With that being said, though, I don't see them making the playoffs. And I don't even think they're, they're going to be a 500 team. Do you want to put a wager on it? Oh, I would love to put I a do. wager on it. All right, we got to think of a wager, guys. Tell us in the comments. We'll post it. What should be the wager that Rusty and I have to do? You know, let's not make it brutal where, like, you know, Kyler, you got to pay this guy like $5,000. Yeah, screw that. I'm going to delete your comment. Um, let's do something stupid and fun. But we'll ask. We'll, we'll see what the bet will be. We'll um, recite it on here. But, yeah, I do think the Patriots can still be a playoff team. I don't think they're going to be a Super Bowl contender. But, again, Tom Brady – I, Max Kellerman's right when he's saying the cliff was near. Tom Brady was falling off a big cliff last year. He was, I don't even think he was a top 20 quarterback in the NFL last year. So now that's where some people will disagree. Um, and, and I'm not saying mind-wise. I think mindset, he's still a phenomenal quarterback. He's smart. But physically talented, I don't see him being that much more physically talented than Stidham or, or Hoyer. I really don't. So if... Belichick can simplify that offense even more because Tom Brady, I think, is a smarter quarterback than both of them. Um, and he has the experience that both of them just don't have. I mean, you can't teach experience. But if Belichick can simplify that offense more um, than it already is, which I think it already is, I, I think they have a good shot to still win their division, still, you know, yes, I mean, still win games, you know, 18 to 14, 21 to 17, those type of games, you know, they're not going to be exciting to watch. Um, but yeah, I think, I think the Patriots will still be as long as Bill Belichick's there, a playoff contender. How about what, what would you say on the opposite side of that? And we'll, yeah, we'll post this uh, uh, on our Facebook page and the people I have a feeling are going to agree with yours truly rusty on this, on this <laughs> question, but let's, let's look at the other, uh, the other team with the Tampa Tampa Bay Buccaneers, are they going to be making the playoffs? Are they going to be above 500? I think we could both agree that they're going to be above 500. Yeah, I mean, let's see. The Bucks were, what were they, third in the NFC? Um, yeah, they, they were four, yeah, third in the NFC South last year. Here, here's the thing, though, that, that kind of makes me scratch my head. I think Jameis Winston and I'm not a big fan of him. I actually made a bet with one of my buddies. A little off topic. We got a couple minutes, right? Oh, we got time. So it was when Jameis Winston was at Florida State, and you know they were in the semifinals versus Oregon. I was so confident in Jameis Winston's ability to mess up that I bet a belly button piercing with one of my buddies <laughs> that Oregon would thrash Jameis Winston's Florida State. And he, you know we were at a bar. We were all drunk in Tempe, and he's like, dude, I'll take that. James Winston all day. And um, that morning he called me like an hour before the game, called me crying. He's like, dude, I don't want to get my belly button pierced. He's like, you were so confident. He's like, can we change the bet to a six pack? Um, so man, if you're listening to this, yes, I'm not going to say your name, but you, I still think you owe me a belly button piercing one day, you know, <laughs> even, even just like a, a clip on, maybe there's a belly button clip on. I can buy you and send it to you. You, you owe me something, but yeah, I, as bad as Jameis Winston is, I still think he's more naturally talented than Tom Brady right now. Um, now, the thing about him that Tom Brady doesn't do is Jameis Winston is a gunslinger who will make bad decisions. Tom Brady doesn't. 
some of those decisions that Jameis made last year, they could have been, if Tom Brady was at the helm, they wouldn't have happened. And he wouldn't have thrown 30 interceptions or whatever ridiculous amount it was. But the Bucs were already not bad. They were only a couple, you know, a couple games away from being a 500 team. I think the Bucs get better, but I don't think they're going to be a Super Bowl contender, if that makes sense. They could make the playoffs, but their division's tough, man. They are not like the Patriots, who are in an easy division. The NFC South is actually a tough division. Yeah, I mean, the Saints went 13-3. Uh, Atlanta went 7-9. and Tampa Bay went 7-9. And, and Carolina went 5-11. and And, you know, uh, you're talking Jameis Winston, man. I mean, if I was uh, the opponent's defense, I would love to play me some Jameis Winston. He made 30 bad mistakes last season, 30 interceptions. Oh, he made and- more than that. He just... There was 30 that succeeded on the defense. True, there, there was more that he made a lot more bad decisions than 30, but he got lucky. Fair, um, fair, fair. Yeah, dude. But he's the one thing I do like about Jameis Winston is he does take chances. And sometimes you need that in a quarterback. He is one of those quarterbacks where he will win the game for you or lose it, but there's no in between. Tom yeah. Brady, I think at this stage in his career, he's not winning you many games, but he's not losing you any games. And that's, that's where. You know, it's it's the flip side on, um, you know, what do you value more? Yeah, I agree with you 100%. I mean, I would obviously uh, all day, any day. I mean, they're not even on the same tier at all. They're not even close to the same tier, in my opinion, between James Witness, James Winston and Tom Brady. I don't know how we got on this topic or maybe I morphed it into this, but uh, I would take Tom Brady over James any day of the week. He's just a better decision maker. He might not be, have the arm that James has, but – he has the smarts that's on the field, and that's like you said. He, he's Tom Brady's not going to lose you the game, and that's the you know the biggest importance to me. So yeah, I just at this stage in his career, I also don't think he's going to win you the game, which is interesting because now we'll see him have arguably one of his best wide receiving core we've seen him have in a long time. So it'll be interesting to see if maybe Tom Brady um, takes a couple steps back closer from that edge or further away from that edge where Max Kellerman saying he's going to jump off that cliff soon. Uh, maybe we see a prime pristine Tom Brady cause he has weapons to throw. And maybe this last year it was strictly, he just didn't have a lot of weapons and that's why he looked garbage. Um, but we'll, we'll see. I mean, this is at least exciting. You know, we wanted to see who is the real genius on the Patriots. Is it Tom Brady or is it Bill Belichick? And we finally get to see it. Yeah, I mean, uh, hopefully there'll be a season. Uh, we're going to move forward like there's going to be a season, but 2020 should be a, a pretty interesting year. Uh, it's definitely shaping up to be, so. Yeah, I'm excited. Look, do we do we have anything else we want to cover? Or are we we pretty solid right now? I think we're, we're right about that hour, man. I think we hit a, a variety of topics, so I think we're, we're golden. Cool, man. Well, then, yeah, we will sign off for the day. Thanks, guys, for listening. Make sure to rate us, like, share, listen, subscribe. Um, leave a comment on what you like, what you don't like. We're always trying to get better with this. You know, Rusty and I, we're not, we're, we're still just having fun with this. But, you know, if there's any recommendations people have, um, that'd be awesome. Please go check out the interviews we did with Tyler Harvey with Mason Peatling. They were awesome. They're still pretty new. Um, we have a couple guests on the horizon. That could be really special, really fun. Um, some Eastern related, some not. Um, so yeah, I mean, we're doing big things here, but we'll keep it up for you guys. But yeah, 
in order for us to continue, you guys need to like, subscribe, and leave comments. It helps rate our, or it helps boost our Apple ratings or wherever you listen to podcasts. So um, if you guys can do that for us, we'll continue to make content for you. Hey, you guys have a good one. Go Eags. Go Eags.